edition four. Edition, edition four. or episode? Episode. I keep saying that. <laughs> edition or episode? <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode four of Hops and Handshakes. Uh, we have taken the show about 1950 miles southwest. Uh, we're here in North Scottsdale with a good friend of mine, Mr. Bradley Hartman. Bradley, tell us a little about, about yourself. I'll tell you about myself in a second. Tell, tell me about you right now. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I grew up in the LBM industry and uh, worked for a national home builder for a while. And then uh, started my own company, Red Angle, helping uh, construction firms and retailers uh, communicate better, both to the Hispanic workforce as well as uh, communicating their marketing message better. So, gotcha. Gotcha. About as short as I can go with any amount of alcohol in my system right <laughs> okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Well, to that, it is hops and handshakes. So cheers. Cheers. It's uh, great to be here. It is. Uh, I was hoping I could be on episode one, but I guess well, it's fine. Logistics, man. I I'm sorry. I get it. I get it. <laughs> what type of beer are you drinking right now? <laughs> but I know. Uh, this would be uh, Lumberman's Red. Okay. Yes. That's. I take it wherever I go. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, equity stake of any type? Yes, I should. Yeah, sure, should. you should. All right, so let's go a little deeper into. So you've been you've been on your own for five, six years now. Six years, yep. Ooh, we Wonderful. got food too. This is yum yum. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, we're eating now too. Sure. You can go ahead and feel free to eat all that as we're talking. Hops, handshakes, and hand food. There you go. There you go. All right. All right, so back to we got distracted by, by the the food here. Yep. So, you've been on your own six years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about. Let's go. Let's let's go before that. And why did you even get to the point where you say, "Hey, I'm gonna see you later" to the job that you're currently in? Like, what? Talk about that evolution. So. A big part of it was uh, I was going through my MBA program, and I think you kind of, and during the downturn, I think a lot of people during the downturn. Give me the year. What kind of, what were you? Um, this is 2009, 2010. Okay. I, I left in 2011. You got it. Um, so 2005, 2.1 million housing starts, 2010, yes. 590,000 yes. housing starts. So that is a downturn. Yes. A lot of people, I believe, kind of looked around and said, Am I enjoying what I was doing? <laughs> and uh, a lot of the my best friends had worked there at Pulte Homes, and they had moved on. Okay. I looked around, and I think you kind of asked that question: Hey, what am I really good at? And what do I really enjoy doing? What am I passionate about? And I started kind of realizing training and the fact that I'm a tall, skinny ginger who speaks Spanish. I enjoy public speaking. Sure. Kind of all those things I wasn't really utilizing okay. in that role. How did me to? How did you find that out? I mean, this is not something you learned in school of what you were naturally good at, right? You're too busy playing football. But how did you, I mean, I think it takes, the reason I ask, I think it takes a certain capability just to listen to yourself. I think so, but I also think people are really good at living with kind of bullshit in our life, right? Yeah. I mean, we're good at adapting to chronic yeah. pain yeah. and kind of adapting to, and you get in a track and you think this is what you want to do, and sometimes it takes um, these hard right turns to be like, damn, I'm really not, not enjoying this. What, what else is there? Um, and then it just kind of happened that I was in an MBA program that had a lot of really bright people okay. that I used as free consultants to 
think about this idea of what could I do? What could I do that could be different and needed and kind of that? So you leave you leave the job to take to kind of pursue something into the unknown. You have to see opportunity. What what did you see then and what do you see now? A lot of the same things. And well, I think it's also good when I'll, it could be a sign. And again, you guys, you know, never know until later, but when people tell you you're an idiot for doing something, yeah. you should be like, that, that could be true, or mm-hmm. it could be the opposite. Uh, I graduated from an MBA program, had my second kid, and quit my job all within like 30 days. Awesome, and you're still married. Still married. God bless her. God bless God her. God bless she her. Was. She yeah. was incredible. Is incredible. <laughs> Currently um, you know, and future. Just, yeah. A lot of people are like, dude. The whole reason you get your MBA is so then somebody could pay you more. Yeah. You're quitting to do yeah, it. And yeah, I never yeah, really yeah. looked at it. I looked at it no. as a, I want to learn, but sure. I want to try things. So anyway, took that risk. Um, I think the opportunities, especially in construction, um, changes that have been taking other places in the market, whether that's with the Hispanic workforce, um, or whether that's new technologies coming in. Construction as an industry, commercial, residential, the retailing side of it, for whatever reason, are often very hesitant. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, Beholden to, to the current. Yes, state. to adopt those changes, yeah. and I think and fight them. Um, and again, sometimes it's it's hard to fight, go against the current there. But mm-hmm. I also think you have people that see see the way it could be and are open to trying different things. And that's what I saw, and still see it today. So let's take this beer for example. If when you started six years ago. If the line was like right here, where they need to be with Spanish speaking, you know, all, and uh, technology, the whole evolution of communication. Let's say they're right here. All right. Let's say That's right here, a full one is where they need to be. At what level do we need to pour, or do we need to add to? Where are we at currently today? Because I'd be happy to pour more beer for you right now. <laughs> There's still, as you know, the number of companies that are forward-looking and are willing to invest in that and sure. change and uh, invest in the talent of the people that they've got to try new things is still very small. So I think there's still, still a lot of opportunity. What do you think is holding it back? I think in all walks of life, the way we've always done it and trying new things is fear. And sure. Okay. It's... Uh, leaving that safety and trying new things there's always fear with that and people have been very successful for doing things for a long time a certain way a certain way trying something new and not only risky and and credit to them they've built businesses bigger than ours and have done it in a longer period than we've been in the industry so we understand that it's just i i think the other part is that they don't want to lose this face to face, right? They don't want, they fear it all goes online, it all goes somewhere else, or it all goes, and it's just so different that they can't have the same so like emotional impact on the whole thing as, as they once could. And truly, that's not the case. In fact, you can have a greater emotional impact if you, uh, if you channel your communication in a different way. And I would say, by the way, I, I've stolen your line and I've used it repeatedly without attribution because I'm sure you did the same. The whole I don't think I've trademarked anything. B2B. Go, yeah. B2B. You know, business to business, B2C, business to consumer, it's all still P2P. And I think anytime you have a leadership position, anytime you are trying to connect with people, it's still, do I understand you? Do I understand right. your pain? Right. Are there problems that I can help you solve? How can we work together? None of that changes. All this other stuff in 2,000 years in the future, it's still going to be that. 
Sure. How can I connect with another human being and empathize with what they're going through and find a solution that I can communicate in a way that has them say, yes, I want that. So tell me this. No accent. <laughs> so tell me this. How, uh, you started 60 years ago, you've been successful. Um, what you're doing, things continue to grow. Six years later, what would you tell yourself when you quit the NBA and wife's pregnant, you did all this, all the shift at the home life, career life, what would you tell yourself that you didn't know that um, you learned so much along the way and if yeah. you had to do it over again, it would go much faster, right? Uh, but what would you tell yourself six years ago? And this is probably too specific, but I would, it took us way too long to feel confident in my own voice. I was, I love writing, I was writing early and found that resonated. It took me too long to get comfortable and put the ego aside to be on camera and be like, this is me, this I'm very, I am. I'm and very, I can relate. Yeah, yeah it took absolutely. me way too long to do that. Like three and a half years, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of working on doing audio, doing graphics, doing everything but being like, and like we're going around the whole day. And you know when you trying to be authentic, right? But but you know what the next step is and you, you know deep down that your intuition tells you I gotta do that. Yeah. But I don't wanna do that yet. Right? I'm not ready to do that. Alright. So if you'd taken that leap earlier you think you'd be even okay. Yeah, I think you would you would We've learned all Especially the lessons. Especially if you're drinking early. a red lumberman for crying out loud. Red lumberman. Here I am. Now look at me. Lumberyard. 2017. Lumberyard. Yep. Oh, it's lumberyard. It is. Mm. You're the you're the red lumberman. That's the red lumberyard. <laughs> <laughs> lumberyard. Yeah. Lumberman's yeah. better. It is. It is. All right. One piece of advice for anybody starting growing a business today that you uh, from your personal experience. Um. Well. What would my advice be to someone who's yes. interested in starting a business? Any age. Uh, get it in front of customers. Get it in front of people who love it. Get it in front of people who hate it. Talk to a lot of people about it. Uh, the sooner you can do that oh, on the short, it. on the yeah. smallest amount of money. What I found was I wasn't talking to people and the idea of, found too many people that are different. And then I found someone who's like, not only do I not like this idea, I hate it, and I think you're an idiot. And I was like, cool, awesome, tell me more. Yeah. And the hard part is when you have too many people in the middle, and they're just kind of like, eh, they're not gonna make a decision one or the other, you don't learn anything. You learn from people who hate it, and they'll be very candid, and people who love it. And I think you need to press both of them, and you need to do it as soon as possible, with as little as money as possible. I don't think a defense uh, mechanism is too many people like, well, I need to raise 50 grand, or I need this, or I need, no, no you hell no. You know, Raise it with sales. Um, the, and I think you're, you're spot on with that, but I, then the pool of who you're introducing it to is we're fearful that, like, man, I got to get this figured out before I present it to them, right? True. And so you, you end up, uh, your sample size is smaller than it should be. So I had the, uh, which I've recommended to people who are interested in it, I had the cover of the MBA program was, hey, listen, hypothetically, let's just say I had these skills. Let's just say I did this. Sure. Here's my plan. I need your feedback for a grade. Would you? And they're like, no. They're like, dude, uh, I had a venture capital class. And 
we're a new venture class, and we met okay. with three guys who were in the VC world. Okay. And they were like, they're brutal. They're like, dude, not only would I not give you $10,000 or $100,000, I wouldn't give you $5. Yeah. Here's why. And I was writing down everything, you know, and kind of soaking that all in. So I think it, it worked out for me. And then I was able to go well, in and get some candid feedback on a broad scale that wasn't, wasn't, it was me for sure. Sure. But sure. it was also like, all right, great. Like it's somewhat, there's a safe zone. Um, two more questions, or maybe three if I, if I, if I so choose. Can't count that well. Uh, what do you wish the majority of the businesses in the lumber building materials and space, uh, that space, what, what do you wish they would do that they're not currently doing today for their benefit? Like they just don't see it. Like I just, it's a movie they can't watch for some reason. I think we've lost touch with the stories and the passion that make it such an awesome industry to bring in new talent. And uh, the narrative. The narrative. And I, I look at uh, NASA. Okay. NASA, over the last 15 years, 20 years, has made it uncool to send rockets to Mars. <laughs> you know, how did they do that? It's bureaucratic and it's a mess and you don't get to do it. And so the talent didn't go there. Right. SpaceX comes along and says, guess what we're going to do? This is cool. We're going to send shit to the Mars, but we're going to do it faster, cheaper, and better. And they get all this talent and everyone's excited now. And I was like, how did, how does NASA make it uncool to send rockets in outer space? Right. And I, that's how I look at our industry. I was like, how do we make it uncool to build the American dream for people to shape city skylines and to help us do this unbelievable stuff that we're doing all across this country. And we're not able to track young people? Well, no, we hire them, we put them behind a desk and say, no, shut up and just listen to people. This is the way we've always done it. This is the way we've always done it. And no, it's just, uh, it comes to the tree and then it goes to a, a rail and then it comes to you and you sell to this guy. And I think we've gotten away from how the part that we play in building really cool things. And, uh, and now we have this lot where we have a lot of baby boomers that have been doing it for a long time and they're retiring. There's not enough people to fill their shoes oh. and they're struggling. So. Every business that I talked to at the International Builder Show last week and a few um, you know, along the lines of, hell, in the last ten, five, ten years, it's we don't have young talent, we don't have young talent. And, and me personally, it's too much of a sob story on why we can't get them and complaining about how they are, these generalizing a certain demographic. Okay. And if you want them, it's your job to capture their attention. Like you just can't complain that you can't get them. You gotta make some changes and shifts. And I think people are doing that more and more today, but it's been a slower curve. It's been a slower right. progression, right? And I think with tech, technology and not to pick on it again, I think guys like us, we were kind of born into it. Like, would I have chosen this if my father wasn't in it and still in it? Maybe not. But I also think there's a tendency that every generation goes through the technology that comes with it to look and to not say, what am I missing? You know, right. what am I, maybe it's not them, maybe it's us. And to have that thought experiment, I think is important. More people need to have that. What if they're both right? Right. What if they're both right? Sure. Because we can argue that all day long and there's positives and negatives to each generation and it's very dangerous to generalize people just as generations, but I'm spot on with you. All right, a couple questions, rapid fire. Yes. Favorite football team? Chicago Bears. 
favorite quarterback of the football team? You, you, you can't. You can't. You can't. No way. No. Really? Is the leading what? Romo? Is that what I mean? No. Feels like a leading question. What favorite quarterback all time? Yeah. What are you saying? Favorite quarterback? Um. Yeah. Well, no. I was thinking you were gonna go Cutler. What are you fishing? That's what I was afraid of. I stuck with Jay Cutler. We could get you a signed jersey for four dollars if you'd like. I stuck with Jay Cutler for a long time. (laughs) You did. Okay. Uh, Was okay. that it? No, that was it. No, 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 that was that was one. Do you have more rapid questions? Is that when you're not drinking uh, your your the the beer you're going to buy the, into yes. at the end of this conversation. What is your favorite beverage of choice? Um, I do love for kind of special occasions. Uh, Grey Goose. Okay. Dirty. With um, olives. Okay. Gotcha. All right, next vacation you want to go on. It's the next vacation I will go on? Yeah, that you want to. Let's just say... Uh, for spring break, we are going to visit my parents and my brother. Cool. And going skiing in uh, Colorado. Perfect, perfect. And where can we find Bradley Hartman? So, uh, <laughs> two sites. Uh, BehindYourBackTheBook.com. Okay. Sure. As well as RedAngleSpanish.com. Okay. LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. I tried to get off Facebook. They won't <laughs> let me, so I still got Facebook. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I know. I got to work on that. You got to. Well, let me. I know. Yeah, and we'll talk about for it. For a different, it's fine. It's different fine. time. Well, Bradley, thank you for taking a few moments out of uh, our trip here to Scottsdale to do uh, hops and handshakes. It's great to be here. And uh, we have work left to do, but we'll see you later.